Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Chris Miles of Money Ripples. Chris has been in US News, CNN Money, Bankrate.com, and everywhere else. He is the leading cash flow expert for real estate investors in the anti-financial advisor. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, Seth. So how did you become, what does anti-financial advisor mean and how does one become one? <laughs> you basically have to do the opposite of financial advisors, right? You know, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, uh, I actually started out being the mainstream financial advisor about almost 20 years ago. And uh, I had done that for four years, but after four years, I realized it didn't work. You know, people weren't becoming more financially free. They weren't better off. Uh, they, were, they weren't hitting these retirement goals and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but it, it was hard for me to admit that, you know, because I'm a guy, guy, I do like evidence, but at the same time, when your pocketbook's tied to it, you really don't want to, you really, you really try to find any way to rationalize it. And, uh, and finally, after four years, I had a, had a friend who was in the financial advisor space. He, is, he, uh, he actually quit to go be a real estate investor, right? So he left that and he said, uh, he, this is like at the end of 2005. He's like, Chris, man, it's awesome right now. Like, I'll tell you, my dad and I, like we've doubled his income as a professor at the local university. I was like, wait, in four months, you've doubled your dad's income? Yeah, that's too good to be true. There's no right. way, you know, right? And, uh, and he's like, no, we're doing it. And so we got in this debate about what's better, stocks or real estate. And finally, I just said, it, it, he just kind of stopped me. He's like, all right, Chris, tell you what, like, let me ask you a few questions. One, how many of your clients are actually financially free where they don't worry about money? And then two, how many of you guys as financial advisors are financially free, not off the commissions you're earning selling this crap, but actually following this advice by buying and investing in these mutual funds? And I thought about, I was like, well, none of my clients are really free. They still worry about money, even if they're retired. And well, financial advisors, I don't know any of them. Like none of them are free. They're all, ba they're all basically making money off of commissions, even if they've been doing it since the late 70s. They're still broke. They're still not retired. He said, well, there's your problem. And I was like, well, give me the answer. He's like, I won't give you the answer. I'm like, dadgummit, like, give me something. So he told me to go read a book, Who Took My Money by Robert Kiyosaki. And then he's like, and go listen to these real estate guys that do this AM radio show locally. And I did, and I got hooked. I ended up, by March of 06, I said, I'm done. I'll never teach about money again. This stuff is broken. It doesn't work. I was a, a deceiver, and I didn't even know it. I'm out of here, right? Now I'll never teach about money again. But of course... You know, I actually applied the stuff that they taught. I was able to retire later that year. 
And, uh, and then it was like, what am I going to be when I grow up? I'm 28. I don't have to work anymore. I'm basically working like a three hour work week. You know, what do I do with my time? Who do I going to be when I grow up? You know, and, and that's where I started going the path after 2007 of, Hey, let's teach people how to do this stuff. And, and, uh, the rest is kind of history. All right. Well, we'll get into the history in a minute, but let's back up just a second. You said you retired in the same year. How did you do that? Yeah. Unintentionally, actually. Um, part of it was actually through business and part of it was through investments, right? Um, because really some of your, especially those of you guys watching right now, like your number one investment should probably be your business, you know, because that's the thing you're focused on, you know? Um, but that's true up to a point. You can actually go too far where you're just constantly in this rat race within your business. The one thing I didn't realize is that, that some of these guys that were actually retired themselves and financially free, um, they were asking me things about my career path. They're like, okay, you quit being a financial advisor. Now what? I said, well, I'm, I'm a mortgage broker right now and I'm doing some stock trading stuff on the side, but uh, that's basically what I'm doing. I'm teaching ballroom dance too. I, one, of the, one of the weird things about me, I was one of the nation's top amateur ballroom dancers in the early 2000s, right? So they're like, okay, well, do you love doing mortgages? I said, well, yes and no. I love teaching people and helping them figure out the option for it, but I don't like doing paperwork. I hate it. He's like, well, why don't you partner up with a mortgage broker that does like doing that? And the weird thing is, like, in my mind, it didn't really equate because I was always thinking I had to get 100% of the commissions off of those things. But when I realized I could actually leverage people to do the things I hate and I do the things I love, um, I would, you know, for example, someone would come to me and they say, hey, what are you doing? Like, what are you teaching now? I'm like, hey, get the equity of your home. You can go and invest and make money off of it. And voila, you know, you can basically pay for your own mortgage. They're like, cool. How do I do that? I'm like, go talk to this guy. He'll do your paperwork. And that was it, right? Half an hour maybe or so I spent with these people and then I get a check for a thousand or 2000 bucks a month. And I was like, crap, like, and this is kind of like, you know, the beginning of almost like affiliate marketing, although not really, it was really just organic referrals, right? I would find people in different businesses. I'm like, people keep asking me these questions. I'm not going to do it, but I know somebody who would, right? And I'd start connecting people with different businesses and I'm making like four or 5,000 a month working a couple hours a week. And, uh, and doing that and then also doing like real estate investing as well. Like then I had like these multiple streams of income coming in and blew my mind. I didn't think that was even possible, but it was like, it was totally different than me working 50, 60 hours a week, just trying to make it paycheck to paycheck. Absolutely. And then talk a little bit about, I know it's in a book um, and if it's not, it should be, but talk a little <laughs> bit about the journey from doing that to being uh, the leading cash flow expert for real estate investors and how you got there. Yeah. Yeah, I do have a little bit of ebook, but I hate writing books. So that's why I do podcasts, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, like, so my journey was interesting because I, I came out of retirement to teach people how to do this stuff. But here's the thing is that um, recession hit, right? And I started gambling with my real estate. Like I wasn't doing it the right way that I knew that actually worked for me to get me retired in the first place. I started gambling a little bit more, taking a little higher risk than I should have, started speculating based on appreciation, all this kind of stuff. So I went actually went from millionaire to upside down millionaire by 2008, right? And, uh, and then I was like, crap, well, I can't teach people how to get out of the rat race. And so I, I switched it. I said, I'm gonna teach people how to actually get resourceful because that's what I was doing. You know, teach them what I'm actually doing, right? And so I was telling people how to find money because I was, I was short in the hole, you know, 15, 16,000 a month. So I had to dig my way out of that, right? By the way, just if you're a guy that's teaching people to be financially free, it kind of sucks when you're the person like that's financially broke, right? It, it does some major head trips with you and integrity checks and things like that. It was, it was tough, but uh, I'll tell you like helping people find on average, like $34,000 a year, about 2,800 a month. was like, 
it boomed like from that point on. So my business took a different turn, but it started booming from there. Uh, eventually I was able to dig up my way out of that hole. I had to get really lean and mean. Um, I had to really focus on paying off those debts. I didn't file for bankruptcy, but I did pay off over a million dollars of debt. And by the end of 2016, I was actually financially independent once again, but this time I had safer streams of income. I wasn't gambling with my money now. Now it's like, I want steady, consistent real estate. I've got business paying me steady streams of income, whether it's online or virtual stuff or whatever it might be. I had all these different streams of income coming in to the tune now about 15 or 16 streams that keep me more safe, right? That is fascinating. What are, um, I know we're gonna drive folks to check out your resources, so I don't want you to give away all the secret sauce, but what, you talk about the seven secrets to free up cash today. What are just a few of those? Yeah, one, the one thing I didn't do that I had to start doing right away when I started getting into trouble was tracking my money, right? Actually watching how much money was coming in and going out. So it wasn't just like living on a budget. You know how everybody's telling you to be cheap and live on a budget, live on rice and beans and all that crap? Don't do that. Like you don't have to be cheap. In fact, oftentimes being cheap can actually be more costly, right? Sometimes you can be too cheap and cost more money that you could be earning and making right now, especially if you're a business owner. So instead, it's really about getting lean, right? It's figuring out like, you know, track my money, what's coming in, what's going out and, and figure out what's the most productive use of my money, right? So that's one of those tips. Uh, two is debt. You know, debt's interesting because people always tell you to pay off the highest interest rate, stay out of debt, all that kind of crap. I, I'm here to tell you debt has really has very little to do with interest rates. It's not actually something that's restrictive. It's not something you should fear, but it is something you should respect, right? Because debt could be an amazing master or can it be an, an awesome slave for you, right? It depends on how you want to use it. And so like, just like in business, for example, I mean, I had my first SBA loan, I got $25,000. The payment was $126 a month. Now, if you're a business owner, you can't turn 25,000 to at least 126 bucks a month. You shouldn't be in business, right? It's just ridiculous. But everybody tells you like the Dave Ramsey of the world saying, hey, avoid debt, don't have debt ever, like do everything with cash, like completely bootstrap. And by the way, I had a bootstrap when I was recovering, right? I had to because nobody would give me credit. Um, but I'll tell you, it's way easier when you can use credit and use it wisely. Because if you can turn that 25,000 into three, $4,000 a month, that's a no brainer, right? You would do that all day long. And so now if you do have debt and it is crippling, you know, the way I try to pay it off, I use a specific formula, right? One, I call it a cash flow index. So here's how it works. You take the balance of that loan divided by the minimum monthly payment and you'll get an index, the number, right? So for example, say you have two $10,000 loans. One's a car loan, one's a credit card. Now, naturally, if you tell Dave, if you tell Dave Ramsey, you've got a car loan and a credit card and all you have is 10,000 to pay off one or the other, which one's he gonna tell you? Exactly pay off the credit card, right? But what if that credit card's 200 bucks a month, but that car loan is 500 bucks a month? Now understand that freedom comes from cash flow. The more you free up cash, right? The more money you have between the income and your expenses, right? That big difference there, the more you have, the healthier you are, the better you feel. And ironically, especially as a business owner, the more money you make. Because when you don't need money, that's when everybody wants to pay you. It's when you're desperate for money, when you when you need it, right? You're starving. I call it business breath, when you reek of it, right? When you need the money so bad, that's when nobody wants to pay you. So ironically, when you need money the most, it's the hardest to make money. When you need money the least, that's when it's so easy to make money. 
And uh, so I tell people, don't just pay off the highest interest rate. In fact, ignore the interest rate. Instead, pay off the one that gives you the biggest bang for your buck. So obviously the car loan, freeing up $500 a month makes a bigger difference than just paying off the credit card at 200 bucks a month. So the index is this, right? Take the loan, divide by that minimum monthly payment, and you get a number. So if you took that credit card, 10,000 divided by 200 bucks a month, that's 50. The car loan, 10,000 divided by 500 bucks a month is a 20. Any, especially when you get the lowest number possible, the lowest number is the one you pay off first. Forget the interest rate, unless it's a tie between the numbers, then you go for the highest interest rate, but forget about that stuff. Go for the one that gives you the biggest bang for your buck. Look at debt almost like an investment if you're gonna pay it off. And many times, I'll, I won't even have people pay off debt. I might even just have them refinance it, like a, car, uh, like a home loan. I had somebody who had an index of like a 60. So they're like, yeah, I'm about seven years away from paying off my house. I'm like, don't, that's dirt cheap money right now. Refinance, you know, you don't even have to cash out money. If you just refinance, lower that payment, you're still gonna have the same balance, right? Your payment, it's still, it, your, your balance is still the same. But now you have less payment commitment because we know in life, crap happens. We never know if all of a sudden your business becomes, quote, unquote, non-essential, right? You know, or they, they all of a sudden something shuts down. You know, we need to have the lowest payments possible to give us that most freedom to give us flexibility. And that's where it really is. So that's a big one right there if you guys want to take that to heart. Yeah, that makes total sense. And then one more question. Um, you talk about get more, get your investment money to pay you twice. How do you get the same money to pay us twice? Yeah, it's all about leverage, right? Um, but you don't have to go into debt. Here's the cool thing. So, um, you know, I use a strategy using like life insurance, right? Like whole life insurance, which I used to poo-poo all over when I was a financial advisor. I would tell people, never buy life insurance to do that kind of stuff. It's dumb, pays you nothing. Invest in the stock market. That's where you make real, real money, right? Um, it's always ironic when I tell business owners to invest in the stock market. It's like invest in everybody else's company but your own, right? That's that's really what you're saying. It's stupid. You know, you invest in there first. Well, with life insurance, I can actually put money in, have it as a tax-free supercharged savings account. Because if I put money in the bank, I get, one, I earn point nothing percent. Two, I get tax on money. But with a life insurance policy, I can put it in, it's tax-free, it's liquid, I can use it whenever I want, especially if you design it right. Don't go for the typical stuff that insurance guys sell you. It's crap, right? So when the Dave, or Dave Ramsey's and Susie Ormans tell you whole life sucks, they're right. <laughs> if you use the wrong strategy, it does. If you get this lower cost type of policies where you can put in lots more cash into it, it can actually work. So here's what I do. I get my cash in. I've got like right now, I've got several hundred thousand in my policy, right? I can borrow from it through the insurance company acting like the bank. Now they charge you an interest rate, right? They, they give you like this line of credit. But this line of credit, there's no minimum monthly payment. They just charge you like 5% interest. But at the same time, they're also paying you like five or 6% interest. So they're paying you tax-free compound interest while I'm paying simple interest, which means when you pay down a loan, less and less interest gets charged over time, right? So even if you got had the same interest rate, the cool thing is that money compounds more than the simple interest. So you end up making money there and at the same time, if I go and invest some money into real estate, for example, I make money there too. If I put it in my business and make money there, I'm making money there and I'm making money in the insurance company at the same time. So I actually get my money to make money twice. Um, usually on average, it adds another three to 4% a year on top of whatever I'm putting my money into to make a return on it. Which is obviously makes a huge difference over a significant period of time. Fascinating information, incredible story. 
Uh, this has been Seth Green with Chris Miles. Chris, where can our folks go to learn more about you? Two places you can go. One, you can go to my, my podcast, The Chris Miles Money Show. You can find it on iTunes or anywhere else. Um, two, you can also go to my website, moneyripples.com, and there's great information on there as well, including that book you just mentioned. Awesome. Well, this has been Seth Green with Chris Miles from Money Ripples. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Such a pleasure. Thanks, Seth. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.